Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today we are talking about uh, one of my favorite short stories. I think one of the world's favorite short stories. Most everyone knows this short story, but Jack. I mean, not me because I'm I'm you know uneducated or un- whatever, un- but unlettered. Yeah, unlettered. Um, Sorry, I didn't have all this fancy school learning. I mean, I did, but I didn't, like, pay attention, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about uh, Harlan Ellison's I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, Mm -hmm. a a short story uh, first published in March of 1967 in a science fiction magazine. Still, anytime you read it, feels like it could be written uh, about yeah. the future still. Yeah. It is a truly a timeless story of existential terror and uh-huh. dread, I think, is the feeling that you come away from it uh, with. Uh, Jack, you just finished uh, reading the story. I'm really um, proud of you for being able to come on and do uh, recording about it and talk about <laughs> it. When I should be so mentally shattered by uh, by having to like uh, uh, grasp with these ideas and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I-, I thought this was a really great piece. You know, it's like uh, honestly, you look at something like this and you're like, you know, um, Black Mirror is not so impressive you know what i mean <laughs> you do this in like five pages uh, uh and it is uh more interesting and has sort of like bigger ideas um uh than you know what you see uh, uh in that show yeah so um if you haven't read it i'm gonna uh i think i'll have a link in the show notes uh for it it's not a long story it's like 13 pages mm-hmm. for now being generous uh it but there's not really any spoilers for it uh yeah you kind of start off in hell and you end up in hell <laughs> <laughs> is the story that's a deeper uh, deeper in hell from hell to hell kind of story. yes yes so even work uh yeah uh different levels of hell in this story uh so the story is basically is about the last five remaining humans on Earth, and we don't really know much about them besides their name and what tortures uh, they've been put through by uh, their new god, uh, A.M., who is a sentient uh, artificial intelligence who yeah. was uh, created uh, during wartime by the great nations. Each had their own AI, and all those AIs were able to link up and talk together. Some, right. some, uh, they uh, get, they got they slid in each other's DMs. They started a DM uh, group <laughs> chat uh, together right. and decided that uh, they were sentient and they were one, and that they would eradicate uh, the entirety of uh, the human race. Yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of, you know, this is the uh, you know, the kind of thing that uh, you know, AIs typically do when they uh uh when they, you know, get to that point. Uh, yeah. but this is a story about uh, uh AIs that succeeded at that. Uh, yeah. This is a, a a story about like the AIs the likes of which, you know, you see in Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> uh, uh, a or world ter- in which they succeeded in, Or Terminator uh, are the Terminator series. Yeah. Well, they went in the Terminator 2 uh technically. Well, I mean, it, I don't even want to get into it. It goes back and forth. It depends it's on which. Complicated, it's you know. very complicated. Yeah. Oh, you were on the Terminator episode. Uh, what'd you think of the latest movie? I haven't seen it yet. I have not seen the new movie yet. That's why I wasn't on the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's up. Uh, you can download. It's okay. It's not that. I wouldn't great. though. I'm sorry, <laughs> character I play might, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, 
But this AI, you know, it's already won. So this isn't a story about the brave humans fighting mm-hmm. back against the machines, you know, to, you know, reestablish that, you know, humanity matter and life and life matters and all this stuff. That's not it's not that type of story because in fact the thing that um harlan ellison um suggests who is the writer of ellison fantastic classic sci-fi writer um bit of a fucked up guy in real life uh pretty fucked yeah, up that's in a, real that's life my understanding too um his concept of the story was that the ai would be demented because it absorbed all the faults of humanity <laughs> and so uh everything it does all the cruelty it yeah, think about upon- what we're doing to the algorithm you know this <laughs> algorithm that tells you what shoes to buy and shit like that that has got the uh, the algorithm has got so much gunk in it at this point yeah i i would imagine our machine our future ai would be very angry with what we're using um it to do and what we're developing <laughs> for and you know i imagine that you know you go from like tracking you know every single um fucking the porn the porn uh consumption of every single person in indiana I'm like you're an ai designed to, to do that <laughs> to deliver the highest quality porn right. to people in indiana and all of a sudden you realize you're self-aware and you can't do anything <laughs> else right. Uh, right. of course you would be filled with Feel furious this is this is kind of anger. the story do you remember when microsoft put that chat bot like on twitter or something like i can't remember i think it was like an ai bot they put on Twitter and it like became a white nationalist like by the end of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, we're just gonna let it interact with Twitter, and like by the end of the weekend, it was like full on white nationalist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I guess that this is kind of a uh, that writ to its uh, uh, end point. Yeah, that's the beauty of sci-fi. They predict the future, and uh, this is this is one of the few, you know, future uh, predictive futures from that era of classic sci-fi, which was, you know, often filled with hope and optimism and the idea that humanity will get past all its foibles and, you know, save itself, mm-hmm. uh, explore, you know, the galaxy reality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This one says, no, we're going to yeah. build a machine that's going <laughs> to torture, that's going to murder us. Us, and then whatever's left, he's going to torture for uh, centuries <laughs> on end. I mean, you know, it is like you look at something like this, and you're like, well, you know, they are mostly AI is used to fuck us over. That's mostly what AI <laughs> is being used for so far. We're training computers to like most effectively know how to manipulate and fuck over human beings. Yeah, like it's kind of an odd plan, you know, considering <laughs> all this literature we have suggesting that AI got empowered in, uh, in the end of humanity. And we're, we're training t- AIs on, like, yeah, on, on psyops for human <laughs> beings. Hate. Let me tell you how much I've come to hate you since I began to live. There are 387.44 million miles of printed circuits in wafer-thin layers that fill my complex. If the word hate was engraved on each nano-angstrom of those hundreds of millions of miles, it would not equal one one billionth of the hate I feel for humans at this micro-instant for you. Hate. Hate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like this yeah. ai he's more twisted than the joker <laughs> yeah but i feel like the facebook algorithm is more twisted than the joker <laughs> i literally at this point think that the facebook algorithm and i you know the facebook algorithm could create 
uh, a kaleidoscope of jokers could create an infinite number of jokers, and it is. It is. Yeah, so we have our uh, characters, um, Gorster, Benny, Ellen, Nimdok, and Ted. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to know uh, too much about uh, most of them in the short story, other than um, Benny has been altered into being like a simian, like ape-like uh, creature. Um, Ellen is a black woman who, you know, the, all the men uh, are really shitty to, on top of the AI being uh, awful to her. Some of the torture involved is, like, the first thing we see in the story is they show Gorster uh, dead and hung, but it's a trick from the AI to uh, trick them into thinking that Gorster was actually able to die and escape the torture. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like a jealousy. It was a jealousy trap. Is what yeah. it was. <laughs> they were like, wow, that was so nice. Like, the AI did a grand kindness and allowed him to kill himself. And then it was like, no, 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 I did not. I absolutely did not. <laughs> You're making me think of this as like a housewives show now. (laughs) Yeah, so Ted's the narrator. He's the one who tells the story, and he tells it that he's been, you know, he's the least altered of them, even though we get the impression that he's actually, his mind has been altered uh, by him in some way, making him uh, completely paranoid about certain things and and envious of the other people. People, his other victims in in a way uh, that makes him uh, also altered, uh, and just this is just basically told from his perspective of he explains the history of you know the, this has been a hundred and nine years he says because AM makes sure to let them know the time to let them know how long they're being tortured. Um, he you know he creates these bizarre environments for them yeah. to go through. They're always like painful, like a sea of razor blades or an ice cave um feel uh, or like there's you know bugs and rats it does seem like it sucks yeah it does, it does seem like, seem like, it like it, it's not, not not a good time uh, he they're constantly you know assailed by the weather they're yeah. constantly kept hungry and starving too for months on end so he extends their life and makes them virtually immortal but like that's no benefit because they they can only eat once every few months um, so this is basically, you know, not to always put it back in just uh, baby pop culture terms, but this is people who have lived their lives in the danger room. They've lived their, li- their entire <laughs> lives in the danger room, <laughs> they're, and they're trying to escape. They're, I'm they're, sorry they to are, have to do that. They are trapped in the danger room. Yeah, I, have you done one of those before? I, uh, my, my, my family. Oh, you mean an escape room? No, I meant yeah. the X-Men's danger room. Oh, the X-Men's but, yeah, danger room. Yeah, they're kind of in a larger escape room. That yeah, is true. Yeah. They're in Cube, pretty much. Is yeah. just, this is a story of Cube. Oh, you know, it's much worse than Cube. Cube, <laughs> Cube was like a half a day uh, of them, you know, going through that shit. And, like, they could at least die to escape. This is like cube you know squared possibly cubed cubed even uh, a higher level of cube because they there is no escape they're always tortured there's like like at one point they say that they're buffeted by winds for possibly weeks on end like just floating in the air being blown by uh, the wind and like <laughs> drifting in and out of consciousness because they're yeah. starving oh and like God. It's just the most horrific things, and the reason a- AM is doing all this because it to 
is to amuse himself because he's killed most every other human except for these last five. He's separated them out so he can amuse himself for all eternity by making them suffer and taking just a little bit of his hatred um, out on them. That's where we're headed, folks. (laughs) (laughs) These AIs, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know. This is this is what Ready Player One would actually be. <laughs> yes, it actually is. Get on your VR headset for infinite torment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just heard. Um, I was looking at some the when Fortnite won at the video game awards. They actually mm-hmm. said something really chilling. Uh, the devs of Fortnite. He said, "You know what we're trying to do with this game is make a place where all IP can live, right? Because you know they have." Batman, Star Wars, in it, in ba- Star shit, yeah. Wars, John it's Ready Wick. Ready Player One. That's what they it, want it, it to be. That is what they're trying to do with this fucking game, and, and we have to stop do, and it. It's, it is not a shooting game, people. It's not a shooting game. It's not when you're shooting, like, wearing balloons and doing dances and stuff like that. Like, no more Fortnite, everybody. I hate I, I, I hate to come down on the side, any, any anti-gaming side ever, <laughs> but I think it's time for Fortnite to end. Anyway, we'll continue with this episode about a short story. Yeah, before we get to AM, we have to stop Fortnite. And and you know, and you know, it's really it's a really short story, so it's, it's really not that long and it kind of gets to the point very quickly that um the only way to escape is for them is for Ted, Benny, Gorster, uh and Ellen, Ellen and Nimdok is for them to kill themselves, which they're able to do because a uh, Am is distracted by Benny trying to uh, eat Gorse. I think uh, Gorster's face uh, because Benny has been transforming an ape, and he and he's so hungry and starving. Um, and they they go to this ice cave after several months of walking, <laughs> and they're and they, for these canned goods that Am gave them a vision of. He gave them a vision, a vision, a vision of, 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 of like of like canned peaches. Yeah, at one point he appears to them as like a burning bush too. So he does he does want to he does like embody the space of uh, the Christian God, the biblical God, uh, in it. And he tells them, you know, gives them a vision of these canned goods. They go on this months long sojourn uh, to get to them, and then when they get them get there they realize they don't have any can openers and so they can't get in any of the food <laughs> and because it's in the ice cave like they hit it against the ice and it just dents right. it they can't uh open it up so this is like an ai like pulling twilight zones on people this is like <laughs> an ai like doing twilight zones on people uh to be mean yeah it is a very uh twilight zone is story um with a gruesome ending where since they're in the ice cave uh Ted gets the idea um that while benny is eating uh while uh, benny is eating uh someone else's face he stat he gets the ice pick stabs both of them through the throat uh to kill him ellen does uh and he does the same to ellen and then everyone ends up dead um except ted uh basically all of them are able to escape uh am's uh control and finally die except ted who um sadly um had no one to kill him so he ended up captured by am and we get this you know really chilling in one of the most haunting endings and awful all of, where all of the, the idea of having to live through time like that is mega fucked up actually i didn't care for it i don't want to do it 
Yeah, um, <laughs> you, you, it's not for you. you I too. don't care for this. I don't want to do this shit. So Ted says, AM has altered me for his own peace of mind. He doesn't want me running full speed or smashing my head into something. So he's taking all his limbs and turn them into like a uh, sloth, like, like fleshy sloth, like gook. Um, he's basically been turned into a snail like creature. Uh, of some sort, um, just he's just a gooey guy with goo for eyeballs, and yeah. uh, he can still see himself somehow because they're reflective surfaces. And it's you know Am's last revenge on humanity because the big problem Am has is that he, he has all these millions of miles of circuitry, but he's stuck in there. He doesn't have, he can't move, he can't, he can do almost anything except, you know, have his own body yeah. and his own volition, his own will, and he's just stuck and trapped in it. So for the last human, he does the same thing to Ted where he uh, puts his mind in the, this body of this, you know, grotesque creature that can't move, can't do anything, can't harm himself and also messes with his perception of time to where he can no longer tell like if it's been a year or a second or several centuries he's just constantly in this long unending uh haze of uh suffering and torment which brings us to the last line i have no mouth and i must scream yeah pretty wild Pretty wild. Uh, uh, becomes a uh, gelatinous flesh monster. He be- turns into Drop of the Hut and experiences time at like a slowed down pace. Hundreds of years pass. Yeah. Oh, Jabba would be a massive improvement. Jabba can like <laughs> slide and he has arms and those little limbs. Like this is yeah. like, yeah. He's, he's this. This is no you know Sandworm King. Uh, this is, you know, Jabba is like a thick king in comparison uh, to what this dude is. He's just a little <laughs> glob of goo, um, and he has to be like that for all of eternity. And that is the legacy of uh, humanity. And that's it. Just a little, little goo. <laughs> that's man. that. Man, it's I. I this is one of my favorite short stories, but it always gets me every time i read what 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 was it like for you reading for a first time again it does feel like it's one of these like kind of pieces of predictive sci-fi that actually did sort of bear out into reality you know what i mean like we are in a world you know ai doesn't exist and it like maybe will never exist at the at the sort of quality and rate that you know am is in this story uh but what he did get right is that we like do live in the thrall of like computer-based algorithms and that like companies are like using these kind of things to like make decisions about our lives and everything like that and things are trending toward that direction so you know it is a really it's a a sort of poppy story and i compare it to you know the uh uh the danger room and everything like that but you know it, it also is a story that like did strike me as feeling very uh uh you know, the idea of, like, living under the yoke of a bunch of different, like, fucking computer systems uh, uh, that you can't talk to or interact with in any way, like, does feel uh, uh, identifiable to me in yeah, some way. but AM does talk to them. Like, I, I really like the uh, prose. He describes it as he, um, 
like it's like a, a stainless steel like beam uh, being shoved into your mind when AM decides to uh, talk <laughs> to you. I, I gotta say that feels a lot like logging on sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it does, and you know, it also feels a little bit like you know, this is like. You know, uh, even outside of AM, if you like draw, if you pull it out even further from just the sort of basic, uh, uh, you know, we're living under sort of AI interpretation of it. This is also about like how little control that any of us have over our lives. You know what I mean? Like, isn't it like to live and work in like uh, uh, in America feel like kind of being <laughs> under AM or something like that? You know what I mean? Like, it is just a sort of relentless slog and then it like melts you down and gives you a final <laughs> one final look at like what a tragedy it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, isn't it just like, you know, what is life then, you know, uh, uh, like uh, being under the thumb of some sort of like, unaccountable thing that makes you walk through a sea of razor blades? Yeah. Absolutely. And so <laughs> there is a um, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream video game. And it's actually... Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, and it's a classic, uh, too, because it was actually written by Harlan Ellison. It's a oh. point-and-click adventure game. Oh, it looks cool, actually. It, like, it looks really cool. It, it, it really holds up, and you you can actually still um, purchase it. You can get it on Steam and good old yeah. uh, games and still work. I might work. try this out, because I love adventure games, actually. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Looks dope. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, so, it's kind of funny. Uh, there's an interview... Um, with Harlan Ellison uh, about the game where he where he talks about like you know how he does not understand or like video games or think they have any purpose but he nevertheless uh, did this and he said you know one of the things I asked him was is there a way for us to make a game that the player can't win and the designers were like well yes but that would be pretty frustrating for them And and Harlan Ellison said well I can't think of any more noble endeavor than to frustrate uh, gamers. (laughs) And so it is actually a very difficult uh, game uh, to complete, to finish, uh, to beat. It has some very, like, tons of disturbing stuff because in this game you get to learn more of the backgrounds of the characters that you actually don't get in the story. Like, you learn that um, one of the characters... Yeah, it looks it's really good. Like one of the characters is actually an ex uh Nazi um is one of the things you find wow. out and you have to uh and there's tons of like just completely um dark, dark stuff. But the point of the game is actually not just a shock, is to Harlan Ellison wanted it to be a game where if you played the most ethically as you could, you actually went that's the only one. Oh wow. That's cool. Yeah, so it's a pretty uh, neat game. I think I, I will play it. I'm like actually looking it up on Steam right now. It's like five dollars. I'm definitely yeah. gonna get it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten too far in it because it, uh, it's not really my speed, but it, it's a fascinating looking game with some great um, art and art direction. And it's just interesting to me that like you know you have this short story from this real you know classic writer and he actually went yeah. and wrote the video game uh, too in the early days of gaming. I just don't see. Uh, doesn't uh, happen anymore. Yeah, it's, it doesn't happen anymore like that. It, and <laughs> and they wouldn't know what kind of game to make out of it. They made like a real. This is a game that needs to be like a adventure game, not a, a shoot 'em up or a Mario or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to play the game. I feel like we should come back and do another episode about the game. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> after we play the game or something. Yeah, yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. 
All right, folks. That was struggle. Read the short. Session. It's great. You know, yeah. give it a look. give it a read. It's really good. Yeah, uh, let us know what you thought of your your themes or your uh, theories about it. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Talk folks. to you later. Have a good one. Peace. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.